Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. The following episode may contain swearing. Alone in a Room with Invisible People is brought to you by hollyswritingclasses.com. If you find value in what we do and you'd like to support the podcast, go to coffee.com, that's K-O hyphen F-I.com forward slash alone, or you can go to alonewithinvisiblepeople.com forward slash support us to find out more. Thank you. Hi, I'm Rebecca Gallardo, the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People. I am here today with author and teacher Holly Lyle, and today's topic is lazy world building. But before that, we're going to do what we do most of the time, and we're going to talk about how our week went. So, Holly? Um, I had a good week. I got uh, two chapters done on the Ohio novel. I think they're both solid chapters. Uh, I like the twists and turns that I'm getting in the story. I like the way that it's surprising me, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, let's see. I also did my weekly email for writers. Uh, and, and, and I read all the stories that you sent me for the podcast and got those all recorded and back to you. So I think all in all, pretty awesome week. You also celebrated your birthday. Uh, (laughs) yes, I'm now 60. Oh yeah. Yeah. Boy, that, um, that one, that's one of those little, little hills you, you should see coming, but you don't. (laughs) and and it falls on your head and you go wow that that one kind of hurt yeah i know you took number yeah i was gonna say it i know you took 50 pretty well though if i can remember correctly i don't i don't yeah i had no um, problem with 50 i had no seemed happy to have made it but 60 is 60 is just such a a strange number for you well 50 i was looking at my great grandma birch Mm -hmm. and i you know from that perspective i wasn't even halfway yet i can't there's (laughs) there's no way i there i have no relatives that i can look at and say well hey i'm not even halfway yet at 60 um and i don't know anybody (laughs) at all who could see it sit at 60 and say hey i'm not even halfway yet i know there are like three or four people on the planet maybe but um yeah yeah i know that there are a couple people that have made it to the 120s which is amazing yeah and you never know but that is um odds are not in my favor yes (laughs) so so that one just kind of it, it hit a little harder than I was expecting it to. And I mean, I, I am in good health. I mean, you know, remarkably good health. My doctor looked at me when I told him how old he was and I, I was and raised his eyebrows and checked my thing to check it to see if it was true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I run steps. I feel good, but 60. And your hair, your hair just gives me hope for my hair <laughs> because your hair is all still so chestnutty brown. I know you said that there's there's grays in there, yeah. but when you look at you, your skin looks great, your hair looks great, you do not look 60. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, on the hair, the stuff that looks like blonde highlights, that's gray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it just, it looks, it looks just, I remember... Uh, my grandmother, uh, at 50, didn't she have the silvery gray hair, Nanny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All, all silvery white. Yep. Yeah. And I just expected that's how you're supposed to look at 50. And 
you're at 60 and you're still completely brunette. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. We all age differently. All yes. all humans have such different aging. It's it's fascinating. It's very strange. It, yeah. Um, yeah. But happy birthday. And Thank you. Yes. And I'm very, very happy that at least you seem to have had a good day for the most part on your birthday. I did. <laughs> I did. We we celebrated it with cookies. Matt said, well, actually, we celebrated yeah, it with apple pie. Because yes. the day before, Matt declared National Cookie Day. And we just ate cookies that day. That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> just cookies. And then he brought home apple pie for my birthday. And we had apple pie. And but she was not allowed to touch I, it until he got home. <laughs> I was not, no, because the pie was already there. And I, I hovered around the oven a little bit looking at it, but I did not even touch. Oh, that's, yes, very good of you. <laughs> so how about you and your week? Uh, well, this week I got a bunch of stuff done with the Flash Fictions. I got them off to you and Mark. I made sure that everybody who... Um, got sent off had their contracts done so anybody who sends it in after this point is unfortunately not going to be able to get in yeah. i haven't even checked the email uh since i sent off everything uh yesterday so you know hopefully i, th I think there was only one that didn't come back at that point so okay we're we're, we're good on the flash fiction and i can't wait to share our recordings with you guys and the Halloween episodes, which is going to be really neat. Um, but I redid my series octopus map as well, because the series octopus map that I had before had such huge things in it. And after going through the revision and then the content edits for sister and then the bug hunts and everything and having this solid book, I realized, okay, I need to focus on what is really a, a big part of just what's in this series. And for the other things, I can write different series for them. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's all in the same Fulton County. I really felt like I was shooting too big for what I really want to do with this one one series. I was trying to add so much into it. So I redid the series Octopus Map. I did a whole bunch of plotting and research and not like overly plotting, but just trying to figure out the the basic story format for like Charlie's um, story and then the other character's story. Um, and again, the first book had three main characters, but I didn't find River until probably halfway through the, the damn book. Until I realized, okay, the haunting is happening to her, so it should probably show from her perspective. <laughs> With this book right now, I only have two protagonists. I don't know who the third would be. I don't know that, that there will be a third necessarily. I'm not can, sure. Yeah, You can focus on groups. You can focus on little story elements on the sides. And Yeah, well, yeah. the thing is that there's such a big story on the haunting end that I think one perspective might be better because it can progress through that one that one perspective and Charlie's. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, so I, I got that done. I got a whole bunch of research done and I started the book. I am at over 8,000 words Ooh. and I am into the second half of the second chapter. Nice. That's yeah. a 
good week. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good week. I was really pleased. I'm shooting for 2,400 words a day. Um, and I'm shooting for, and this is rough, but I'm shooting for a November 30th deadline. If I hit the 200 words or 240, 2,400 words a day, then I should be able to taper off at the end mm -hmm. um, and not have to shoot for so many. So that's um, is just trying to kill as many words while I'm on that book oh, high. Poor words. <laughs> not, well, not kill, but, you know, get get on paper as many words as possible while I'm still on that start of the book high. Yes. And then that way, once I struggle with how to figure things out, I can have a day where I only do one scene and it's not going to tank my deadline. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, that was, that would our weeks. Uh, yeah. So let's get into the topic today, which is lazy world building. Okay. This needs a little bit of backstory. Um, the little bit of backstory is my obsession with big world building, with drawing maps and building languages and building characters and building cultures and, and building out this seven ton world in order to write three books that didn't get canceled after the series get canceled after three books and it became a very destructive process to me to do the massive world building every time uh because you build up so much hope and so much passion and all this stuff that you want to write and back in the days before you could actually do well at independent publishing when you were committed to a commercial publisher if you were going to do it at all um having that canceled, you had no recourse. So um, I learned to build smaller. And then I learned to build even smaller than that. And then I learned that if you just ask one really good question, you can do that as your world building and have it count. And you no longer have this massive commitment uh, to all of this this stuff, all of these characters you've built and languages and worlds and stuff that you feel like you are betraying this part of your creativity by not using that stuff, even though you can't use it anymore because you know, the series was canceled and nobody else will pick it up. Um, so this is this is something that was born out of a lot of pain that turned out to be just a real lot of fun. So... Um, I want to focus on that part of it, and I want to show you how um, you can be do lazy world, world building and still come up with a great world that, that gives you questions you can write in for the rest of your career with just, just this. Questions so, you can write in for the rest well, of your career? Questions, questions that, that spur your ideas, questions that, okay. that, that require you to stretch and dig into your fiction uh, while still being incredibly lazy and not even drawing a map or anything. <laughs> so, and, and obviously that, if that's, if this is not your type, like if you love to do big world building, that's that we're not saying don't do that. We're right. But this is, you know, from somebody who continuously built these amazing worlds and then couldn't even write in them because yeah. Once the series canceled, it's you're, you 
you're not allowed to they they own the copyright of that world well they they for a while right yeah right for a while there were some that that i could not write in the worlds which meant that i couldn't use the world building um I could probably go back now to some of the things, but even so, I would still have to do it with different characters in different parts of the world, and yeah, bunch of crap. yeah. But I, I mean, you, you've moved on. From, I have moved from on. These. Yeah, and this is yeah. Uh, I I like what I'm doing now, and what I'm doing now is much more based on lightness and and freedom and. Um, not having a massive wall of constraints in which, you know, there are still limitations. Yeah. But this is just light and fun and perky. And we're going to build several worlds for you here today just doing this. So um, with that said, what we are going to do is we are going to take the world we live in right now exactly as it is and we are going to make one change. Now, you can take this as, you can, you can go beyond this if you want, but what we're going to do right now is just the world we live in right now um, and one change. And it doesn't, you, you are not nailed to all of the details of the world you live in right now. I'm going to pick as my world the small town in Ohio where I live and um, the fact that it is autumn and um and there's nothing nothing big or bad or newsworthy going on in the world that i live in because it's set just right here and right here right now there's nothing going on (laughs) okay um and then i'm going to make one important change and my one important change is going to be the silliest damn thing i can think of I am going to say that from now on, in this town, it is going to rain every Wednesday. That's going to be my change. You're laughing. You smirked. Yeah, yeah, because it's it seems like it's a very ridiculous, weird thing to change. Right. You know, just right. Because how could that make a difference? How could if you just knew it was going to rain every Wednesday and it's going to rain all day, every Wednesday? What difference would that make? Yeah. Uh, well, that gives me kind of an idea. So I'm going to go with the same place that I live in, but I'm going to say that all the one, so there's like one type of tree that um, starts to, at first it seems like they're starting to die. Hmm. But just one type of tree. One type, I'll bet I know which type. <laughs> I wish. No, I was picturing something else. But yeah, no, that one wouldn't just start to start to die. I want that 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 crap out of here. It can just melt. Yeah, it can go the hell away. (laughs) Invasive goddamn Asian species. Yeah, I have no idea what the hell it's called, but I hate that monster tree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. But yeah, so that's my change. Right. So now we're going to look at the change and we are going to ask why. One question, why? Why is it raining every Wednesday? And because calendars are man-made and the weather is not generally man-made, if you have weather that is now conforming to a calendar, (sighs) then somebody 
is conforming the weather. Ah, nice. Somebody so, yeah. is controlling. So now we ask again, why? Why would you make it rain on a small town in Ohio every Wednesday? And it's only happening that one small town. Right. It's, this is not a worldwide change. This is not Get a thing down. where everybody is getting this weather. This is... Okay, okay, okay. Um, it is being caused locally. It is being caused by intent. And it's big. And it's bad. But it's here... Because it's a very mellow, laid-back kind of place, and nothing much happens here. So if you're going to test something, why not ah. test it here? Yeah. So, it's a smaller population. Yeah. Maybe less people on social media up in that the, the area that you're on. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's it, true. It's, but It's probably true. I mean, I occasionally see people walking around looking at their cell phones, but not that much. And I see people walking around on sidewalks and people driving and people, you know, waving at their neighbors. And um, it, it is a very, very Ohio small town. It's, it's the kind of place that I grew up in as a kid. And it hasn't changed. Because this is, so there's there's going to be somebody testing something out in an area where it would uh, have a low amount of impact right. worldwide. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's also, cool. let's look at this a little further. This is, um, let's look at the geology of this particular place. It's well-drained. It is a place that does frequently get a lot of rain anyway, but it is it is hilly. It has a river that runs by it. So if you're running a weather test here uh, and it rains every Wednesday, all day Wednesday, the area is not going to flood because it's high yeah. ground that drains well. Okay, so, so now we have an experiment going on on a population in a small town with weather. And now we have to ask one other question. Why? Why are you trying to control the weather, weather and specifically rain? Maybe, since it's rain, that implies that it's not winter. Maybe, by the time winter hits, somebody wants to have this thing well done so that there can be an essential blizzard Oh, yeah, because if it's going all day. Mm -hmm. All day, all night, one day, twenty-four a 24-hour straight rain every Wednesday for, you know, let's say a month. Let's say they're doing this, and everybody, and people are starting to notice. So we've got this situation where people are are noticing now, hey, you know, it's it rained for 24 hours every Wednesday this month. Well, it would feel coincidental, but it would be feel strangely coincidental if it's it's exactly twenty four hours. It's every Wednesday. It's it's from midnight to midnight, and and somebody at the end of a month, I think somebody's going to go. Yeah, at least one person. Well, at least one person, and then they're going to yeah. start a conversation. Hey, did you notice this? And then that's going to spread, so other people are starting mm -hmm. to notice. Okay. Right. But but you have this situation in which and it's going to be the weather nerd because mm -hmm. everybody has every town every everybody has well, a weather older nerd. people like to watch 
the uh, the Weather Channel too. And if the Weather Channel is yeah. forecasting a nice sunny day, and then suddenly it rains for twenty four hours, you know, old people right. like older people. Oh man, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just know. And my husband used to be one of the people, so he's he was born eighty, so it's it's not like you know. But <laughs> I know some people like to watch, and Matt used to 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 be really on the weather too. So. He used to geek out yeah. on weather too. So uh, yeah. there are weather geeks, and uh, uh, not being ageist, <laughs> but yeah. So <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people that are upset because this this forecast is incorrect. So I think you're right. I think more than just one person is going to start noticing this. Right. You know, it maybe not the first yeah. day, maybe not the second day, but by the third time, your whatever your team game or whatever it is that you were going to do on a Wednesday or your party or your something on a Wednesday gets rained out and rained out yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then it happens a fourth time. And that was the month with four Wednesdays. And then all of a sudden it stops. It stops. You have one month. And suddenly there's this news of another town if you're if you start looking you start digging through the social media you start checking for news you start watching around somebody one of the weather nerds from this small town catches that it's gone to another small town another area with pretty decent drainage you know another kind of the same sort of place maybe just a few towns over because it's a pain in the ass to do something to get it a long way okay. away. Okay. So this is something that's semi-mobile. And this is, so then you're looking at, okay, now we have a conspiracy. We have weather that was moved after it became noticed, is, is occurring someplace else, will be moved after it becomes noticed, but the arc of it becoming noticed is getting shorter. But it's also getting towards winter. And, and now, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking here. I'm still kind of rolling things out. We have the conspiracy theorists going crazy, um, as they will do. But every once in a while, you got to figure one of them gets it right. Yep. And this is going to be the conspiracy theory that's real. And the objective of the conspiracy theory, now they're not sure why. They're not, they can't figure out what the rain is for. That's, you know, there, there are some folks who are thinking, well, somebody is trying, they're calling it the NOAA project um, the, because of the flood. Mm -hmm. It's the NOAA project. That they think that somebody is going to try and flood the world. I can um, see that. That's, I mean, it's a, it's a good name for it. And it, it, that just popped up, man. That yeah. just came out of nowhere. And I kind of like that. Yeah. So, yes. But so the, the conspiracy theorists are calling this thing the Noah Project. That's not what it is. They are right on the conspiracy. They are wrong on what's going wrong or what's going on. And it's going to be a problem because they are looking in exactly the wrong place for exactly the wrong thing. What they are trying to do, the, this conspiracy theory, is getting all of the cloud, gathering as much water as possible to put into an area in a form that is not particularly usable to pull it away from another area 
for desertification. Oh. They, yeah, they are trying to dry up an area. Now, I have no fucking clue why they want to do this. Okay, this is because I am making this up as I go. Yeah. I don't know why they're doing it, but I know that what they're planning on doing is completely snowing in an area that gets a lot of water, a lot of rain anyway, amplifying that, snowing it in, locking it down, the whole state, the whole territory, the whole whatever, as broad as they can take this with the machines that they've got, get all of this water concentrated in this area so that it doesn't go to another area. And since weather patterns in the United States run from west to east, it's going to be that they're trying to dry up someplace on the east coast. Yeah. And again, I have no idea why they would do this or, you know, and the, the East Coast is much better watered than the West Coast. You know, they've, they're basically got a desert out, desert out there. So they have water problems anyway. But but this is a conspiracy theory to shift weather patterns, to put a lot of snow in one area, to dry up someplace out in the East. Well, speaking of the west coast maybe they could start pulling from seattle because they get a lot like right up there in the north northwest oh yeah yeah well i think (laughs) they're they're... seattle seattle and uh oregon probably wouldn't care so much if they took some of their (laughs) rain to quote one of my favorite movies it rains nine months out of the year in seattle yes (laughs) so yes um but but that is one minute, or that is simple, lazy world building. Yeah. Right there. That is it. Not, I don't have to build this out because I have no interest in writing this, yeah. this story. Yeah, but it shows that there is, and there's tons of ways that you can take that. Because like originally you said that maybe they were working towards a blizzard, towards, mm-hmm. you know, snowing in a place. Yeah, well, I was thinking, well, yeah, you know, if you're, if you're going to sack in a plate, you're going to completely snow it in, what would be the advantage of that? What kind of things would you do? And that would be something that you could do, too. Yeah. And I, I still kind of, kind of like that idea that the entire area is under seven feet of snow, and the people are trapped, and... Um, the natives are resorting to cannibalism. Oh, good lord! <laughs> like I'm trying to think of my that town here. Quickly, <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> you know, people are tunneling around under the ground, and then those people who store things or have their stuff in freezers, and those people who don't, are, you know, looking kind of kind of curiously at the other uh, folks in town, and and dogs and cats are running wild. <laughs> So anyway, that is lazy world building. So with that, with you, you take your question. You take your one simple, what one thing can you change? And then you just extrapolate out from that. So go ahead. You had a thing. Okay, so what is the next question? Because I was wrapped up in the this rain-snow desert. Why? So you said why? Why? Oh, okay. Um... I'm going to say that it is um, some sort of... Okay, so obviously the people are going to notice in the town that this particular set of trees are dying. And I'm sure that the first thought is we need to get... Would it be an arborist or something? Somebody Mm -hmm. to come out and take a look at the trees because they think, okay, Florida had a problem with their citrus trees um, one year. South Florida, I don't know if it was all of Florida... And so they just decided to take all of them down, which um, my ex's father was very, very upset about. And I don't blame him because he, he 
was he was turning it into a conspiracy theory, basically saying that you know yeah. they want you to have to buy your your fruit. And I'm not saying he was wrong. It was very yeah. interesting to listen to him. But so the arborist goes around and takes a look at the trees, if that's who does it. And um, there's no, no indication of any sickness. He doesn't know what is happening to the trees. They, they're obviously dying. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's no bugs. There's no, you know, poison in the, the roots or there's, he's, you know, there's nothing wrong with the ground. So he's not sure what is causing this. And I'm going to say that they don't die. They are just changing form. So, yeah. So all of the trees originally looked very normal. And then they, they just basically are starting to change their color, the, the size, maybe they're, they're getting bumps on them. And the the leaves are changing color, and I'm gonna say that they they're growing to like almost a um, double the size and kind of black. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, this is so cool. And I'm thinking that it's summer, and the trees are normally very green, the leaves. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna say that they're going to a very deep, like um, deep purple and deep red colors and they're in just, summer yeah and in summer Ooh. and nobody knows what the hell is going on obviously uh yeah and and they're if they're growing that much that you're talking about them like doubling in size yep. over one short over season or? yeah it's it's over a few weeks they're gonna double in size so Whoa. obviously like some people you know their shops are gonna get you know, squished their houses or the, some of the branches might go through the tree if through the windows. I mean, doubling the size of trees, you know, there's going to be driveways because a lot of people put trees in, in very specific places. So there's right. going to be driveways that get messed up by the roots and just all sorts of shit is going on. And everybody notices when a tree goes, you know, completely black and grows all these, these, weird bumps and nodules and stuff and then like all the colors are now purple and red of the leaves and alien yeah and well uh, not for me but yeah okay um but it's it's you know it's a pain in the ass and it's and it's weird but nobody knows what's going on at first so i'm going to say that the why is there is a um ah they pissed off the fairies somehow oh cool <laughs> Apparently there are fairies in this in this world and nobody knew it and they pissed off the fairies somehow. Okay. Um and the fairies are taking it out on them because they maybe they picked the most popular beautiful tree that they had in all of the the like the little areas that are very decorative in town. Oh, uh, dogwoods around there. Yeah, they're probably well, dogwoods. It, I haven't seen any in in the city that or in the town that I live in, but there's some on the outside. And but we'll say that there are. We'll say that there's like a little tiny town square or whatever that's got a whole bunch of dogwoods or magnolias. Yeah, they're definitely more prevalent. Awesome. Yeah. For magnolias. Yeah. yeah. But either way, okay. Whatever they have in in like the town to to make it look pretty. Mm-hmm. It now looks really 
fucking spooky. <laughs> and it's summer, and it looks like somebody started to decorate for for Halloween or created this whole Halloween town or something. And <laughs> nobody knows what to do. So one guy gets so pissed off because it's completely destroyed his driveway. And his wife is nagging at him. And he's just got his, his kids are, 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 like, not helpful at all. And he's just got all of these stresses on his on his particular day and he's he's a grumpy fuck so it's not he's not making anything better <laughs> gee we don't know anybody like that <laughs> <laughs> so so he takes his chainsaw and he goes to the tree and it doesn't work the the chain on the chainsaw breaks so he tries uh, uh, an axe and he breaks his axe and he looks and he hasn't even made a scratch so he goes to City Hall, and it's it's found that they can't even move the trees. Somebody would get, like, one of those big uh, cat tractor thingies right. and try to push the trees. No, they're not moving. So apparently the fairies have, you know, made really deep roots with this shit, and that these trees are not budging, and the bark is as hard as steel. <laughs> Um, but again, why? Right? Right. Because that's what you have right. to keep asking yourself. You keep asking why. Why, why? Um, <laughs> I'm going to make it something so stupid. They didn't vote for the right mayor. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to say um, that the one, the incumbent mayor was keeping the fairies at bay. So okay. let's say she knew about the, the fairies and there was this deal that every mayor in the town up to the new one held. Like it was mm -hmm. just this this special deal they had with fairies. And mm -hmm. it could just be something, you know, like they, I, I, I need to look into the mythology of fairies because I really don't know very much about them. But I'm going to say that that my fairies... Um, demanded a certain amount of uh, uh, people to put out hummingbird things, hummingbird feeders. All right. Because they're going to take the form of hummingbirds and, you know, drink their sugar water or whatever. All right. And it used to be um, very prevalent, like maybe the area was trying to protect the hummingbirds and maybe the town's motto was something about hummingbirds like the hummingbird capital of of america yes. or whatever yes and uh yeah so so the new mayor isn't interested in that doesn't care doesn't doesn't it thinks this whole thing is ridiculous so yeah the uh the fairies decided okay well you say fuck us we say fuck you <laughs> all right then not okay. sure why they chose to make the trees you know well, then that's the next thing you pursue is what specifically do these trees do and what effect do they have on the people and what effect do they have on the town? What effect do they have on the mayor? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, the city was very beautiful. So I guess it's not exactly where I'm, I'm living now because it's it's a very, very small. They don't have any really pretty parks or anything like that. But right. I'm going to say that this place was known for its beauty. And now that the, this mayor, you know, has decided not to honor that that part in the contract and it seems like such as just a tiny simple thing 
Mm-hmm. So it was like, what the hell do I care about doing this crap for hummingbirds? About hummingbirds. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And because of that, they decided to take the beauty of the town away. Although I think black trees with purple and red leaves all year round would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, but you're a Halloween junkie. Yes. So, yes. Desi, you, you would live in Halloween year-round, skip everything oh, yeah. else. It would just Not be... Not my birthday. Halloween and my birthday. I could I could yeah. do... I could live... Oh, a Halloween birthday would be neat. <laughs> but, but yeah, and it's... it. Bertha-ween. Bertha-ween. That would be a really bad name. I hope nobody's named Bertha-ween. Oh, God. Oh. Um, but I, I kind of... I, I like the idea of the destruction of of how beautiful this this little town was mm-hmm. over something so so simple and so seemingly unimportant. Yes, but you have to figure out too that if the fairies could make it happen, they could find a figure, probably make it go back to the way it was, if they were sufficiently appeased. Yeah, but there'd have to be yeah. So that's how I would end it, right? So like it would mm-hmm. be. This, let's say this town has been around for 150 years. And for 150 years, there has been this this absolute clause in there about the hummingbirds. And because they have uh, done exactly what they promised and kept that, that thing in, in the town legislature, just like all of these really weird laws in our yes, books. Like parking your alligator on the, next to a fire hydrant. Yeah, um, just, you know, just things like, like it's illegal to do certain things that are just absolutely ridiculous. Um, right. Like I know if you're playing bingo in, I think it's bingo, bingo in um, North Carolina, it's illegal to have alcohol. Okay, right. I think that that's, I think that that's true. So that that's a ridiculous law. So with this one, it is... <laughs> The town and the town has to have a certain amount of hummingbird feeders and has to supply to every new resident a hummingbird feeder. And that resident has to have the hummingbird feeder full for, you know, the the requisite months. Yes. Yes. So because the mayor, crotchety old guy or or woman or whatever... (laughs) New new crotchety mayor decides it doesn't want the damn, you know, um, hummingbird crap. It's like, this is ridiculous. This is an old law. Let's get rid of it. Let's, you know, I don't want to force mm-hmm. people to have hummingbird feeders. And bam. So the fairies have been keeping this place doing well and beautiful until that messed up. So I think what would be cool to end the story would be that... Yeah, the fairies get their hummingbird feeders back, but since they're now in a place to negotiate, they get something else, too. So, <laughs> I, I'm i going to say the fairies don't like cats, because uh-huh. cats like to bat at them and hunt them and chase them down, and because they think, you know, there's something that fl- fl- flies around, and it's like birds. So, I'm going to say that the Newtown Ordinance says it's illegal to own cats, and if you Ooh. own cats then um, that is a punishment up to uh, a year in prison. <laughs> and that you, if, if you have cats now that are over a certain age, you can keep them until they die, but they are indoor cats only. And if they are younger, you have to rehome them or move. Okay. 
Fairies don't like cats. I fairies. I'm I'm going on a fairy extermination thing following this podcast. Oh, I would move. I would 100% move. No fairy is going to tell me I can't have my babies. But this is from the perspective of a fairy, and I can completely understand from a perspective of a fairy why they don't like cats. Oh, Maybe yeah. they just make it make it a law that your cats have to be indoors. And if your cat is found outdoors, you will be evicted whether you own your home or not. Oh, that... see, and again, that's we're still talking about rights here, man. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm. But this isn't this isn't like this is the fairies, you know, had a clause and the mayor fucked up and now they must pay. And you know what? They're tired of getting in fights with cats. So everybody has to keep their cats indoors. If there is a cat that is outdoors, it will be removed because the, the fairies don't want to kill the cats. They just want them gone. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So, so that's yeah. right. So so that's how you do it. Um, I, I, I now have a big hate for fairies, but um, just my fairies in this one particular <laughs> yes, those, case. Yes, those fairies, that particular case. I don't like them anymore time. either, I, but it makes sense. You know, they're little, they're tiny, they fly. Cats are going to hunt them. Yeah. Go cat. Anyway, uh, so what you what you are looking at here is you start with the simplest world you can imagine. Just just everything that you're familiar with, everything that you're comfortable with. You know how it works. It's home. It feels good. This is where you are and you change just one thing and it doesn't have to be a big thing you don't have to know why you're changing it you relax you let yourself fall into it and you let something pop into your mind like it only rains on Wednesdays or it rains every Wednesday and then you follow that yeah you follow at that and you ask why how why how and you keep building on that and now this is a thing where this is any genre this is any type of book this is any type of story. This doesn't have to be a novel. This can be a short story. This can be a flash fiction. This can be, this technique works for all fiction, yeah, for all lengths, for all genres, and it works from where you're sitting right now. There is absolutely no place where you can be sitting where you can't do this and turn it into any kind of genre. So why don't we play with that for just a couple of minutes? Um, the the thing to focus on here too is to keep it small and personal um it's that way you can make sure that you understand the impact that this one change has not on the whole wide world but on the people who are living through rain every freaking wednesday <laughs> and and just just stay in stay tight stay close and and extrapolate, follow, follow logically, well, what would the effect of this be? Well, it would screw up everything that everybody plans every Wednesday if, if it runs for longer than just a month, if this becomes a regular thing. Um, it, it, would, it would be this sort of avoidance thing where you, you, there are some things you just can't do that day that would change the way a small town worked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that would change long running traditions that would change things like hobbies that would change well you know if you're going to play this team in that town you can't schedule your game for this day uh it doesn't matter if that's the day it's always been scheduled on and if this is a long-running tradition you can't do that anymore 
you, a lot of people wouldn't be able to walk because they yeah. walk most days places in the town, I guess. Right. Um, what else would, like, people who like to play chess in the park? Mm-hmm. Like, every single right. day, they wouldn't be able to do it. Right. You you are talking about a very small but life-changing event just with rain on Wednesday, every, every Wednesday, a life-changing event that, that affects everybody in the town that is going to develop its own sort of culture around around avoiding those days and building out on other days and building special structures for some things so that you can do them on those days in spite of the fact that we know it's all going to rain. So this is the Wednesday structure. This is, yeah. um, you know, that, that there will be a culture that builds up around this one small change. Um, you know, now, obviously, if you take it bigger, which we did with the original idea, yeah, uh, and it becomes a world-altering thing, then you write a bigger story, then you're looking at a novel. But even just small, you know, it's, it's, you build the Wednesday house, which is where people who would have gone walking go to the Wednesday house, and they, there's a special treadmill thing in there, and they've built little indoor stuff, and they all run in, in, in circles and hang out with each other on the inside, and... And it becomes this cultural icon. Um, yeah, they'd have like this... little chess tables in there for people that yeah. would play chess in the park. And and they would have all sorts of... I like the idea of a Wednesday house. I mean, that's that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that it is, it is this thing that in this town, because this odd thing happens, um, they have adapted and and have built the weather a piece of predictable weather into their lives with with long-term objects that are going to become obsolete if the rain stops on Wednesdays that there won't be that they will lose a part of their cultural identity yeah if then this stops so one small change and why don't we try why don't we try a couple of different genres because the first one I did Yours was a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Mine was um, a kind of science fiction-y thing. Um, let's look at uh, One Small Change with a Romance. I'll do horror on my end. On horror on your end? Okay, I'll do romance on mine. Um, okay, so again, same small town, this place right here. And my one change is going to be um, that on every corner there is now... There, there is going to be put one of those little mini library book boxes. I like Just, that. That's it. That's my, that's my change. That the the town passes an ordinance that uh, we are going to have. No, we we love our big ass library, um, but we want to have a mini library with a, a handful of books in that anybody can take and then bring back on every corner of every street in this town, and um. That one change then gives me a meet cute for a romance where um, a woman is is taking back a book she hated and uh, she 
puts it in along with a little note because everybody always puts a little note in with the books when they get it back saying, well, you know, I read this and this is what I thought. And there are, it's just this little community thing that they do. And she writes, I absolutely loathed this book. It was horrible. It was, it was very well written and intelligent, but despicable. And, and, and I loathe it and I hate it. And, and she puts that in there and the guy who follows behind her picks it up. And he's the one who wrote the book. I was expecting that. I knew you yeah. were going to say he was the author. <laughs> oh, yeah. poor fuck. And he's the one who wrote the book. And so he meets her because he was he he was the one who put that book in there to be shared. Oh. Yes, because he wanted people to read it. And, you know, he's a, he's a small author. Let's say he's an indie. Um, you know, he had uh, 200 copies printed. Oh, and, what? yeah, you know, he has all. And that was one of them. And he put it in there. And and she and she crushed his soul, and so he is I trying to give convince him a hug. her. Yeah, and so she is, and and she he he starts trying to meet her in places to talk to her, to find out why she hated it so much. <laughs> yes, and yeah, yes. and and she she kind of starts to like him, and she starts. Get, you know, being really attracted to him. And then she finds out who he is in the middle and it destroys her faith in humanity. <laughs> it's like you've got mail. And, yeah. <laughs> kind of that this is that this is the guy that wrote the book she hates beyond words. And how can she like him and, and, and be so attracted to him and hate this thing that he created and that he loves so much? And... So then she has to dig into herself to find out what it was about it that she hated. And and he has to dig into himself and find out why the story didn't work for her. And by the two of them having discussions and fights and, and, and trying to prove to each other that they're right about their points, they start falling in love. Uh, and he becomes a better writer. <laughs> Well, I kind of, I kind, I, I wonder, like, if, if that's the reason Mark doesn't want us to read the stuff that he writes. It's like, it's like, um, he was, he was telling me, oh no, you're not gonna read this stuff. Oh no, you're not gonna read this stuff because it's there's the person and then there's what they're writing, and some people maybe, maybe it's uh, Mark's meat cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, he's he's been perfectly blunt about this. He's writing dirty books, yes. and he doesn't want us to read them. Yes. So, and I'm fine with that. I That's don't cool. think it would um, probably be appropriate to put a dirty book in a public little no. shareable library. No, <laughs> but this this guy this guy was writing something that he thought was meaningful, and he managed to stomp on the toes of a whole of 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 people who didn't see the world the way he saw it. And he kind of crushed her. She was not his perfect reader. Yeah. But but as they fought their way through their differences in how he saw the world and how she saw it, they found their common ground in the middle and were able to fall in love. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, so for mine, I'm going to say... So I'm going to take a, 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 the same town that I created in the other one mm -hmm. and say that since it's horror um, I'm going to say people's okay but just one small change 
one small change. That's it. Okay, give me a second. That this is okay. If you than I thought, if you get stuck, you you can think person, place, thing. Um, well, I have some ideas that are popping in my head, but I don't like them. <laughs> okay, we'll go with one you don't like. Okay, because sometimes those can be very interesting too. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say the one small change is that the local librarian disappears. It was going to be the mayor, but I'm going to say the local librarian disappears. Um, okay. Probably because of the book thing that you had, the mini library, so I'm going to go. <laughs> um, but the library isn't really a popular spot in this small mm-hmm. town, even though it's, you know, beautiful and... It's just not that heavily popular, the the library. Not a lot of readers. Well, I think there's a lot of readers that are just um, Kindle, you know, everything. And, and if they're buying books, they're getting it from the, you know, used books online. It's just, but the, the librarian goes missing and nobody notices for maybe even a whole week. Mm-hmm and maybe two weeks and then somebody somebody who is a dedicated reader has kept showing up and noticed that the library's closed but since it's not really there's no real pay for this librarian necessarily maybe um maybe it was just a pet project like the one here used to be um and she finally says okay she must have moved or something so she goes to city hall and City Hall says, you know, like, no, she's she's supposed to be there. Let's go check it out. And they go in, and there's no sign of anything wrong in the library. So they mm-hmm. go to her house to do a welfare check, and she's just gone. Completely gone. Um, and then I'm going to... Is s- all her stuff still there? Yeah. Or is it just... Okay. All of her stuff is still there, and nobody knows what happened, so they put a... A bolo or something out you know they put the missing uh they start going around asking people if uh they noticed that she's gone but then they start noticing that some of the people aren't answering the front doors and Hmm. they're gonna notice that there are a couple other people that have gone missing and nobody noticed so they find out that Maybe the librarian wasn't the first one. They're not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know the timeline because they weren't paying attention. So, oh, this is cool. So there is the the fact that people didn't notice is is part of either your your if this is a horror thing, it could be. Part of what's making them go missing is something that also hides the fact that they have initially gone missing, or it could be. Well, I don't that want. There is a I don't want person, any magic in it. Okay, or that it is just that this person is that that whatever is going on is very carefully selecting victims. Yeah, who are likely to be able to disappear for some time before anybody goes um yeah (laughs) wait a minute yeah like the like serial killers and the lesser dead which the lesser dead are like the prostitutes or um minorities in yeah you know bigger cities and stuff so they're considered quote the lesser dead because it's not a big deal if they go missing it's it's you know they're not noticed as much so and that's not my term that's just a term 
but right I'm, yeah I, I have heard the term no before. no i was just saying it for just anybody who maybe on the podcast hadn't heard that term before or okay whatever but i'm pretty sure it's it's, it's a widely known term but mm-hmm. i'm gonna say that these these people like the the lesser dead could be something else depending on what your your local you know people are like so if if mm-hmm. they read but they don't go to the library librarian isn't necessarily going to be noticed not by right. enough people to matter so whoever it is has got to be local as well because they have to know who doesn't matter to this society right who is just going to be expendable without notice yeah that's kind of a terrifying thought yeah so i'm going to say that that the um there, there's, you know, like a really weak effort at first. And then once they start to notice that, okay, this, this chick just didn't up and leave. There's, there's a number of people that are, you know, just not where they're supposed to be. So they start calling people, they start trying to figure things out. And they notice that everybody who's gone missing either didn't have family or didn't have a good relationship with their family or just didn't, you know, they, they were retired and living on their own and not, you know, they didn't have anybody else in their life. Right. And this is incredibly specific. So who would have all that information about a town? Doctors. Oh, I was thinking somebody in City Hall. But yeah, doctors. <laughs> okay. A personal physician. I'm going to um. say we're going to go with that. Um, so they notice that the one thing in common, you know, because they're going to be start, start looking at people's phones. They're going to start looking at at people's, you know, little uh, address books and everything like this, we're going to say they all had the same family physician. But this family physician is well-respected in the area. He's maybe Mm -hmm. 80 years old. He has not retired because he loves people. He's uh, a huge um, philanthropist. He, He is just, there's no way it could be this guy. Right. But if there's anything that, you know, our society has learned is that there, you know, there's always something hidden behind the surface of, of individuals. There's always a side of yourself that you don't want others to see. So the cops are, you know, even though they can't believe it would be him, they're looking at him, but he's got alibis. He's, he's, because he's not retired, he's still doing family physician and he hasn't had a day off in just forever. He lives right Mm -hmm at the same like he lives above his his yeah, uh, he lives above his office yeah. yeah and there's cameras everywhere because you know he's he's kept up with the times and his his assistants and everything have inserted like inserted a, a security thing and he doesn't mm-hmm. know about it really so he tells them like hey go look at the security cameras and he's always there so i'm gonna say one of his his uh assistants or maybe his um another doctor on staff a new younger doctor that came in that's going to replace him that's the idea is that this is his his replacement when he finally does retire right um he has been taking these patients uh and i'm gonna say that they're all still alive but they are missing parts of their bodies. Oh. He was a modern day Frankenstein. Oh. And he is 
Yes, he is trying oh. to build like the perfect person. So I'm going to say one one of the people is missing both arms. One, oh. one of the, yeah, one of the people is missing um, very beautiful eyes. <laughs> okay, well, you have just scared the creative crap out of me. Thank you very much. But yes, and again, that that is one change, one tiny change, one insignificant seeming person is discovered to be missing in a town in which everything else is the same. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, can you think of any other genres? Um, um, we, offhand. Um, we could go science with... Science fiction, fantasy. No, I was going to say you could go with... Because you went with... What was your first one, technically? My first one was technically kind of science fiction in that we were screwing around with the weather. Okay. Um, so you haven't done urban fantasy. I have not done urban fantasy. Okay, so... Um, so let's start with something terribly non-urban fantasy-ish. And again, this same town right here, little little town in Ohio, um, just uh, nothing big going on. Nothing looks like anything. And I don't want to traipse this all over the book that I'm actually writing in urban oh, fantasy yeah. in this town. Yeah. So it's going to have to be something completely different than that. All right. Um, I'm going to say that people notice an uptick in mice mice there you go okay that's my one change in a little town that's it's you know there's there are always you know there are always going to be a few mice it's it's got a lot of rural area it's got so you're going to have you field mice you're going to have mice get into houses occasionally but this is this is more than that this is occasionally you'll see them out on the streets occasionally uh you will find one sitting on your porch looking up at you when you walk out the door in the morning um or you will spot uh, a little family of them uh along the side of the house and there were a lot there are a lot of cats just out in the neighborhood there that's it's a small town there's no no cat law so um you know people have to keep their dogs on leashes but cats go out and you know there are cats that have been traipsing around our neighborhood came came in and poked up looked inside of our window here it scared the crap out of Sheldon yeah Sheldon was yes. not happy with that he was he was <laughs> he was sideways and three times his size for about half an hour after that little encounter <laughs> like, yeah no oh, uh the only in the world yeah. no no Juliet to his Romeo <laughs> no no she was not that man but um so but there are still cats the cats are out there no no cats are gone missing the cats are still doing their little routes, but these mice are there anyway. And the cats don't mess with them. So what's that about? And the cats the cats just look the other way, detour around them. And then there are some more mice. And people find themselves averse to interfering uh in, they don't get my mouse traps they don't buy poisons they don't do any of the stuff that people usually do if they find their house invested uh, in infested infested, infested. Yeah. thank you you were, you were I was so close yeah <laughs> i was so close there yes yes infested with mice um 
they're, they are acting atypically for human beings who have uh, known disease vectors that have caused whole plagues yeah. and wiped out whole populations. Um, they are acting atypically for human beings focused on their own best interests in that they're skirting around the mice. Why? Why, why is this happening? What? And this is a... This is a thing, urban fantasy, this is a thing that looks like mice, but it isn't mice. And there is some magic involved here. Becky is, okay, you got to give oh, me God, this. What I'm do you got? I'm trying not to die here. I just thought what, ha- what would happen if I was a witch and instead of rats, I loved mice. And I wanted to show people that mice were really nice. So I put a spell on everybody and all of the cats to to not be, you know, not want to kill the mice. And then then it got out of control and they started breeding everyone. And there's a plague. No, and not people a plague. <laughs> because, but that's the problem is that, you know, the, the wild mice and the wild rats are, mm-hmm. and I, I definitely covered this in, in Sister, they are not fancy, fancy mice or fancy rats. Right, yeah. right. These are these are the ones that are out there. They have pestis, pestis, whatever the fuck. Um, some of them do anyway. And uh, this is well, they're but yeah, they're see, carriers, and that makes it urban right? fantasy right there. Yeah, they're carriers. Yeah, they're carriers. So if the if the uh, virus is around, they are they are unaffected. I'm pretty sure they are unaffected by it, but they carry it to people who are affected. I remember that there was a lot of people that are saying that rats did not cause the Black Plague. Um, I I haven't delved deep enough into the history of the science, even though I'm fascinated and I have a couple of books on the topic and I've been meaning to. Um, But Mm -hmm. the the idea is that, you know, our our knowledge of... um, of cleaning, of of germs, was not around. And... You know, with the doctors with the herbs in the long masks that that thought that that would protect them from you know the germs that didn't help. So right. a lot of it was that. But considering how much we know now, they're still pests. They still they still carry diseases. They still can <laughs> destroy property. So it it would be very unnatural for people not to want to get rid of the pests. <laughs> Right. So, but that that works in because that is urban fantasy. Oh, the witch. Who, there is. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to go ahead and just use that. There is there is this local witch, and this is a world in which magic works, and she decides to rehabilitate the reputations of rodents. Oh God, that's adorable. I like yes. her. <laughs> Yes, she decides she is rehabilitating the reputations of rodents and everybody in town is going to stop uh, destroying everybody and everything. And we look at our cats yes. here as we say this, uh, is, is going to become a kinder, gentler thing and rodents are going to have a place. And rodents have a place. They take over the place. Yeah. And, that was not yeah. what she was intending because she just wanted them to to be able to live their little mousy lives. But the problem with, with mice and rats is that they get <laughs> pregnant very easily, very fast. And, like, immediately after birth, they can they can be pregnant again. And they have multiple babies. And, and 
I'm going to use Holly's, one of Holly's favorite phrases is, ask me how I know. (laughs) (laughs) When the ASPA, uh, ASPCA brought home a girl rat instead of a boy rat that was not, you know, it was supposed to be a boy rat, suddenly I am learning all about baby rats. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And and by the time I found out she was, uh, she had the baby, she was already pregnant again. So Tony and I... Tony and I got to play with a bunch of baby rats for a very long time, and it was it was actually quite nice, but a lot of work. Yes, <laughs> and yes. that's why I, I I was thinking that exact storyline. Mm-hmm. Right, because because the the math of of mice is geometric. It's not it's not this nice slow little curve. It's the geometry no. of mice. Yeah, uh, in which you can pour them out of of a silo, mm-hmm. and if they if they get into a silo and they start breeding, you will have no grain and all mice from top to bottom yeah. of silo in a very short period of time. Yes, it is insane how quickly they yeah. they can breed, and uh, that's definitely when you said the cats weren't messing with them. I was like, ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. somebody's protecting them. Why? Well, it's yes. me. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> me with good intentions, but also an idiot, <laughs> and bad math. Good intentions yes. and bad math. Oh God, that is yes. me. Bad math, <laughs> good intentions. So okay, so there we have an urban fantasy, okay. and that would be a pretty interesting way to introduce a main character. Yeah, it'd be a really uh, cute then, little flash fiction story. Yeah, and it would be the an interesting first part of a novel mm-hmm. if she had to live in this town in which she did this and then had to um, rehabilitate her own rehabi- re- yes. reputation by fixing things um, and then going on from there. Yeah. Uh, so that can be anything from a flash fiction story to a series of, of, of 20 novels. Yeah, yeah, just um, how far you develop it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. Am I doing one more or... If you want to, do you have another genre you want to... Yeah, I, I'll try romance. Okay. Um, so let's say that it's the same town and... Um, oh, I'll take from from my own life. There's a there's a new chief of the fire department. So let's say that. Okay. Um, the old one retired in this one. And... That's ni- it's nicer. Yeah, <laughs> it is nicer. Um, and... So he, you know, passed on the the bar to the next chief, and this chief starts, um, again, taking just just taking things uh, the next step, you know, introducing new technology, and he he wants to do. This is actually an idea I had, and I don't know if they're gonna do it, but um, he wants to do a, a meet your firefighter um, thing where every week he posts on social media uh, a little a picture of one of the firefighters maybe working doing some of the stuff and um they show the pictures and they say a little bit about each firefighter and i'm gonna say yeah that's well that's what i wanted them to do i'm not sure if he wants to do it but i just think it would be kind of neat it'd be very personal i mean they're they're volunteers but they're still public servants um and then i was thinking that what could happen is maybe there is a hermit right like she's she she works from home she makes jewelry she's well known by the post office not like anybody we know no (laughs) not at all and uh she has her own little online shop and she's very successful that's why she's well known by the by the post office again i take a lot of this from my own life apparently um 
because she's she's just taking you know they they know that every Monday and Friday they have to drive into her house to pick up a box full of of you know just stuff just the stuff. mail you know yeah. packages and um she was asked to do like a uh a town thing so they're going to have a whole bunch of vendors and the fire department put it on and it's for the 4th mm -hmm. of July so they um they are looking for local businesses and hers is one of them so she brings out all of her stuff so she's there and she you know obviously got to know the firefighter that she was talking to because you know it's that's who reached out to her to be a vendor and so she goes on social media and she sees that that he's um she sees his interests she sees that he likes pets or something like that and they get to talking so that's their that would be kind of like the meet cute and he is i, I hate that term i don't know why <laughs> but yeah, yeah but it is no i think i think you term, like so. it but i i just i i don't know why it's just it, it bothers me i don't i don't know why <laughs> um but anyway this is this is how they meet and she kind of comes out of her shell a little bit and he kind of um maybe he's wild and you know rambunctious and you know just full-on adrenaline junkie and maybe he can tone his 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 um i guess wildness down just a little bit like they don't want to change each other no but maybe she can be a little bit more extroverted like bring her stuff out and show more people her stuff and maybe she buys a shop you know it rents mm -hmm. a space and actually has a shop and meets people and finds that she doesn't you know hate people or anything she enjoys the interactions and maybe he can stop being so crazy maybe that's his problem is he <laughs> rushes he's the first firefighter in even if he shouldn't be and yeah yeah see so his objective is to become a little bit more survival oriented yeah yeah, yeah. because he has he he realizes that you know maybe there's somebody out there that cares if if he gets hurt yeah i don't know i like that yeah, yeah. so yeah so Yes, so so that I think has been a, a fairly extensive demo, actually, of how you do lazy world building. Yeah, one change, one change, and you just extrapolate on that change. You ask yourself questions about it: why, how, who, what, when, where. Yeah, but yeah. So but if, just, if you finished a series recently, or you finished a couple of books, or or maybe you're just starting out and you want to try something, but everything you keep thinking of is just too epic too big yeah. and you don't feel ready for that try a series of stories or just one story by asking that question is what is one little thing that could change okay this is it so how is that fit like right just keep asking the yourself world that those I questions live in. yeah yeah exactly the world that i live in with one change yeah and then gently follow your way through that and and just let yourself have some fun with it. Let yourself experiment a little bit, and you know, uh, ask yourself questions like, "Well, what would happen if somebody decided to be nice to all the mice?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always feel bad if I see like if I see an animal in my house, I try to save it, but like with the mice, they're going to be too hard to catch. Plus, they'll just get back in. But yeah, I I definitely I'm not. I, I always try to save the animals in the house from my animals yeah 
yeah, but you know, there is a there there is a reality that uh, that math will be obeyed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, here I'm surprised I haven't seen more mice or rats or anything because I actually have uh, people in this neighborhood who have pest control and have found mice in their house several times, and we've only ever had one. And you have six cats. Yes, but they don't they don't attack anything except for dragonflies and frogs and lizards. It's like cats oh my god. Go, mice mice go sneaking into your house, see six cats, go <laughs> abort, abort, and haul ass to the next Yeah, place. and tell all the other because, mice and then they they put yes. like a black uh, there's a black <laughs> mark on my house as far as mice. <laughs> Yes. Well, yes. The one I know for sure is a mouse fiend is Mean Kitty. So I'm pretty sure the one mouse that I found when I walked out the bathroom, I don't know how I didn't <laughs> step on it going in, but it was it was a fresh kill, that's for sure. And I walked out yes. the bathroom and there it was. I'm like, oh, Mean Kitty. Okay, good job, mm-hmm. buddy. Well, you, <laughs> yes, you you are the nightmare house that 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 mice still tell stories to each other about <laughs> at night around their tiny little fires yeah. while they're huddling in the dark. The, the, the cautionary tales they tell their babies. <laughs> yes, you are the house of horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I have two rats now and they are because, you know, one of them passed, but um, they are locked up in a cage. So that mm-hmm. would also be part of their story is like there's there's a cage and it's got rats and... and they have prisoners. Yes. <laughs> Prisoners of our kind, stay away. So is there a takeaway for this episode? There is a takeaway for this episode. Okay. So I just wanted to remind you guys that we do have the Halloween stories coming up. Uh, We are no longer taking submissions. We are no longer accepting contracts. So as long as you got your contract in, you're good. But Holly already has the stories that she's done and she's finished with them. Mark has his stories and I gave him a certain deadline. So he's you know, I can't send them anymore. And I have my stories and have started on them. So that's definitely a cutoff point for that. I, I really, we, we, like mom was laughing her ass off at a, a couple of the stories. <laughs> I was. Yes. Yeah. And one of them made me almost cry. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got some great stories and I enjoyed reading them. I had a wonderful time doing it and uh, you'll get to hear them. Yeah. And, there was, yeah. there was one that I knew that you were gonna it's a very sweet sweet one but I kept it because I didn't want to make you cry so I kept it and I'll do that one but um (laughs) yeah I I there were there were some really fantastic ones and I know that there were some that had a little work to be done and I I worked with everybody in order to get you in this podcast episode well in these podcast episodes because this is going to be our last one. I really wanted everybody to be able to get in. So if you if you got a rejection letter from me, I know that it was encouraging to at least, like, I mean, it, my words on the end of it would have been encouraging, but I, I felt kind of bad that some people didn't respond, didn't come back with something new. Yeah. Don't take it personally. I really wanted you guys to be in the episode. I was just trying to help, which, you know editors aren't necessarily going to do or um if if you submit to their line they're not necessarily going to tell you all of what's wrong like we've gone over this before um so if you ever get something like that from someone that you wanted to work with 
a personal note. Yeah, don't yeah. take it personally. Listen to it. Take notes. And especially if they're asking you to resubmit, do the work and do it. That's yeah. how you get in. Yeah. That's how you learn to get better. And that's how you publish. So we have one more episode left before the Halloween episodes, and then we won't have any more after that. Like we've mentioned before, we are ending the podcast. Uh, go back to our octopus map episode, and in the very beginning, we talk about why. So we are going to be doing, next week, uh, we are going to be releasing the artifact. And this is something that Holly has covered on the on YouTube. She has uh, shared a little bit on the the forums as well when it comes to the artifact the artifact is a really really amazing way to uh start a story to also world build a little it is it's just all encompassing and we are going to go over that next week and we would love it if you joined us if you wanted to watch the other stuff first so you know a little bit about it then when you listen to the episode maybe you can build along with us maybe you can have some fun with us while we do this stuff and I'm not sure how uh we're gonna go about this I don't know if you want to use one of your previous things and I'll just come up with stuff on the fly or whatever but we'll figure that out uh just wanted to make sure that you guys tune in because the artifact will be our last and final episode that is us um because I I thought it would be really really nice to end this series um on the Halloween episodes, yeah. which is a listener contribution thing because the listeners are what made this podcast work in the first place. And and Holly really liked that too. Because it's, it's so fitting. You know, you guys have been so supportive of us and so wonderful and everything that how could we not let you guys have the final two episodes? It's like awesome. We, we, we want to, to take this out with you guys having the last words. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that has been our episode on the um, lazy world building, but Holly still has a takeaway for us. So I do. what is the takeaway? And the takeaway is this. World building can be simple and familiar. It can be easy to track and easy to understand, and it can still pack a powerful punch and still give you endless stories. And it works with just one tiny change. You, it is the easiest way to build a world that I know, the one that is the least stressful, the one that requires the least research, the one that allows you to just kind of fall into a story and start writing. And it's just, what one thing could I change? Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah, if you guys want to try any of this stuff out, please feel free Please, like, feel free to start a game in the forums about, you know, <laughs> maybe you can do a round robin where somebody says, okay, this is the change. You guys go for it. And then just, it, it would be cool to see that kind of, you know, creative uh, spontaneity in there and, or share with us what you came up with. We'd love to see it. Uh, so that has been our podcast episode on lazy world building. And I just want to say again, you know, we love you guys. Thank you so much for all of the support and we will see you next week. Holly. Yes. Thank you. We we enjoy you, and um, I just want to encourage you to take a little time this week, write something that you love, and just realize that even if it starts hard, you can still do it. <laughs>